stimulus. Gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. You know what? We have had such high ratings on this show. Several months in a row, this show has been number one on Voice America. And you know who I have to thank, all of you. I have the best listeners. I really do. And you know why? Because you all care about quality of life and employment for people with disabilities. And that is why you are going to love my guest today. Because she is one of my favorite people. She is a real leader in the epilepsy movement. She's the executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Eastern Pennsylvania, You know what that means. Remember, I'm a woman with epilepsy and the chair of the national board. So I think the world of her, because she's out there fighting the fight, the best of the best. Jeanette Tellius, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Joyce. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for your kind words. I appreciate it. Well, probably I could not say enough about you, Jeanette. But you know what? Here's how I thought we would start. For our listeners throughout the world, How about if you start by telling them how you first became involved in the epilepsy community? Well, my um, history with disability movement is uh, long uh, and storied. Uh, Back in the late 70s, I was involved in creating a support group for spinal cord injury uh, patients, uh, subsequently was involved with wheelchair sports, and uh, in 1981 was uh, involved with the International Year of the Disabled Person and uh, f- helped facilitate uh, the first crossing of America by wheelchair uh, by Phil Carpenter and George Murray from Los Angeles to New York. And uh, after that, I was uh, a part of a lot of the disability groups. And wait, wait, don't, don't leave out Wheaties. Oh, oh yes, I, I launched and uh, facilitated the first uh, wheelchair athlete to be featured on a box of Wheaties back in 1982. So I've been around the disability community um, for a number of years and uh, jumped at the opportunity when the directorship of the Epilepsy Foundation uh, became available uh, 13 and a half years ago, and uh, th- that's pretty much how I got here. And uh, it has... Wow! <laughs> you really are absolutely a disability advocate. And, you know, when Jeanette's talking, I just want to point out something. I wrote an article recently for my friend Carmen Jones, who now is with the Obama administration at the Department of Agriculture, and she is just phenomenal. But um, the article I wrote for her company before she made that move was about how, as a leader, we in the disability world, we all need to take off these territorial and funding blinders. Oh, and what I, and you know what I mean by that, Jeanette? Absolutely. We are all in a world right now where if we aren't working together, the disability community, we will fail. And for example, in the epilepsy world, I tell people, well, my enemy 
is epilepsy, stigma, ignorance. You know, those are my enemies, not anyone in the foundation. I mean, come on. If we don't work together, where will we get? But this has been one of the problems, I mean, really across the board, is that that's what happens. So here's what I want to point out. Did you hear her background? Okay, well, guess what? You know, you can be deaf and have epilepsy. You can be blind and have epilepsy. You can be in a wheelchair and have epilepsy. You can be an amputee and have epilepsy. So get over it when you're thinking, oh, it's just that group. We are all in this together. And I'm sure you saw that probably more than most people, Jeanette, with your background. Well, we are all in this together, and what has always struck me is is that there are individual disabilities, but the commonalities that they share are all the issues that we work uh, on, and we should do it together, the employment, the discrimination, the stigma, uh, medications, treatments, uh, the social issues, on and on. Uh, so it affects everybody across the board. And uh, just the general public um, comes, needs to come to realize that as we age, as I'm one of those baby boomers, that some sort of disability will more than likely affect us um, in our lives personally or in uh, members of our family. Um, and in terms of us working all together, it's imperative. And especially now for epilepsy, there's been uh, so much in the media uh, about epilepsy with the Prince article, uh, with a lot of other issues, the parade magazines, and um, there's a lot out there right now, and uh, the epilepsy community and its advocates need to uh, grab it and uh, come together and make the most of this opportunity. I agree with you 100%. And here I am talking about problems with funding. Let's talk about my own state of Pennsylvania. Um, what are you dealing with right now, Jeanette, in reference to funding issues? Well, the, uh, both of the affiliates in Pennsylvania uh, have uh, been the recipient of uh, legislative appropriations for the past 16, 17 years to uh, help um, fund uh, what we do in the epilepsy community with education and first aid and so on and so forth. However, as with everybody else in this uh, economic crisis, um, we are now uh, waiting, awaiting our fate with the state legislature and whether or not we will be uh, line item funded or if we will be cut back from our former appropriation or if we will be cut out of the budget altogether. Uh, I will say that uh, they certainly aren't singling us out. Uh, it's across the board and uh, many organizations like ours are uh, in jeopardy of losing funding, unfortunately, and, uh, and it has so much to do with the economy and not to do with the types of services and support we offer for our clients. So if you're listening to the show right now and you're in Pennsylvania, you must write a letter. You must call your uh, congressman or your senator. You must tell them, listen, there are children, there are adults, there are people that rely on this in Pennsylvania. You must call. You must make that call because if enough people call, it will have an impact. And let me tell you, though, it's serious. 
It is serious. It's very serious, and we encourage um, our constituents to call or write uh, to their uh, senators and representatives uh, here in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, I think one of the most helpful things that they can do is to relate their experiences, how epilepsy affects their lives, and how the epilepsy affiliates in Pennsylvania have been of benefit uh, to them directly or indirectly in in what we do. And um, it's it's very true that the legislators need to hear from people that this is affecting. It's one thing for staff people to do it, um, but you can look at that in terms of it's our job. It's more imperative that individuals who are affected day to day uh, living with the challenges of, of epilepsy seizure disorder that they uh, relay this to um, the powers that be in how it affects their lives. And, and, and I, d- I think that many people do not understand all of the ramifications of living with epilepsy. Um, they, there is a lot of uh, misinformation out there. There's a lot of myths. There's a lot of stigma. And uh, uh, the truth of the matter is that living with epilepsy controlled or uncontrolled is a challenge every day. You know what, Jeanette, that's a great way to state it. That is truly a great way to state it because here's what I want to say. Although there are people like me, like Tony Coelho, like uh, Alan Fanica of the New York Jets, formerly from the Steelers, who are pretty much controlled with their epilepsy, there are also children that have hundreds of seizures per day and adults where it is not controlled at all. So, you know, I want to make that clear to you. It is an entire spectrum. It is, an and I think spectrum. one of the misconceptions is is that all ep- epilepsy can be controlled with medications, with implants, with surgery, with diets, and um, that's so far from the truth. Um, lucky are those who can take one, two, three medications and attain control, who can work, who can drive, um, who uh, the worst thing is is that they have to take the medication for the rest of their lives. There are so many others um, who don't have uh, that kind of result. And uh, every day uh, it's a seizure, it's a hundred seizures. It affects your ability to work, to drive, to uh, get the uh, maximum out of your educational experience. Uh, socially, um, it can be a detriment because of the, the myths and misconceptions that are still out there and the stigma. And, and, you know, I don't know why. I mean, this is how we anyone would want to present this because, sure, don't get me wrong, absolutely there are people with epilepsy that can work, go to work every day. You know, you're hearing me. I'm on, running this radio show. I have epilepsy. And there are people like me, as I said before. Look at Alan Fanaghy, plays for the... Uh, jets, but there are also people where that doesn't work. As, as Jeanette just said, I am one of I am a blessed person that I feel to be in this state. I am very blessed. But you know, we need help. There are over three million people with epilepsy known, known, because a lot of people wouldn't admit it, no matter what, no because matter of the what. stigma attached, they would not. So. You know, we've got to support this. And once again, uh, Jeanette, what is your website? Our website is www.e is in Edward, F is in Frank, E is in Edward, P is in Pennsylvania, A is in Apple.org, www.ef, 
EPA.org. You've got to get in touch with them. You know, here's what I tell people. Don't worry about how much you're donating. Don't worry that you think it's too small of an amount. Hey, if one million people in this country all donated one dollar, we'd have a million dollars. So you donate what you have, but we need your help. And most importantly, really, we need you to get on that phone or write a letter to your congressman or representative. If you are in Pennsylvania, you've got to get in touch with them and let them know. When are they making, when will this final decision be made? It's hard to say. This is uh, uh, way past the uh, intended deadline of uh, July 1, and uh, they are in negotiations. There are many proposals out there, but we do not have uh, a budget uh, for 2009-2010. In terms of our foundation, our affiliate, uh, we are holding our own at the moment, but uh, funding uh, will affect um, the staff, uh, whether there will be layoffs, uh, cut back in hours, um, the discontinuing of some of our programs across the board. Uh, while we are very fortunate to have support from um, companies and individuals, uh, the, the state appropriation is important to our budget. Uh, we do our own fundraising, uh, both affiliates, uh, year-round, um, but, uh, you know, we, we do need funding. We need uh, volunteers. Uh, we need to reach out to the general public and get them engaged in our efforts, not just those with epilepsy or parents of those with epilepsy. Um, many yeah, that's what we, and we all need to work together on this. You need to get fired up about this, and we're going to talk more to Jeanette as soon as we come back to break. If you just joined us, our guest today is Jeanette Chellius, Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Eastern Pennsylvania, and you are listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. 
Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, my guest today is Jeanette Chellius, Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Eastern Pennsylvania. I am a woman with epilepsy. I am the national chair. You know what? I'm also a big supporter of the affiliates, and that's why I'm going to make sure they have a voice on Voice America. Jeanette, one of the things I wanted to talk about is medication switching. Um, Could you talk about that for a minute to our listeners Medication switching is a very hot topic, and I think people need to realize that it's just not with epilepsy medications. Mm -hmm. Uh, What goes on uh, in terms of substitution uh, is is not just relegated to epilepsy. It can be with any medication out there that is in a generic form. Uh, the foundation stance is uh, not that we're against generics. If generics work for you, that's great. Um, the issue is it needs to be the same generic every time. If you if you are having breakthrough seizures with generics, um, brand medication is is what you need because. Uh, what a lot of people do not know is how pharmaceuticals are put together and the compounds and how much of this and that, and they talk a lot about uh, therapeutic uh, substitution. There's a lot that goes into it, and like I said, many people can take generics. However, uh, many people cannot, and uh, if you are not controlled or better controlled, it certainly affects your quality of life. Um, medication switching is being debated. It's the whole health care issue. Uh, but individuals really need to be informed uh, about their medications. They need to learn more about the compounds and why this is such an issue and uh, what the need is for them individually. Uh, a dialogue needs to be uh, started with your uh, physician, your neurologist, your epileptologist. You also need to have a relationship with your pharmacy. 
um, and be aware when you pick up medications that you know what you're getting and it is what the doctor wants you to have. Um, the, this is going to go on for for a long time, I believe, and there are many sites, um, not only ours, but the National Foundation site at www.efa.org, uh, also the Epilepsy Advocate dot com site and uh, epilepsy dot com itself. Uh, there's a lot out there on the internet about uh, generics, and people really need to be informed. And again, I, I can't stress enough that it's not just with epilepsy drugs. It's anybody who is taking any kinds of medications that they really need to be informed and keep on top of of uh, what it is you're taking. And I agree. And I want to just make a few additional comments. Now, once again, as Jeanette said, no matter what medication you take, you need to know. We're not saying we're against generic, as she mentioned. But when it is generic to generic to generic and everything's switched around, hey, this can have an impact. For example, epilepsy. Here is one disability that this will have a profound impact because if your medication is, okay, this one's 80% right, this one, okay, 70, 77% right, however this goes, I'm telling you, you're going to have a seizure. And, and what Jeanette mentioned about having that relationship with your pharmacist, that is so important because for some reason we have the same fear with pharmacists that we do with doctors, which is, oh, that's the pharmacist, and they would know. Hey, be your own health advocate. The pharmacist at a pharmacy makes a profit, and I'm not meaning I'm against pharmacies, but they make a profit on, on different you know, generic medication. So you better have a good pharmacy and a good relationship with someone. And don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't just accept this as if, oh, this is what I guess I'm supposed to do. Speak up. Because if you don't, well, it's your life. It is your life. You've got to speak up. Right, Jeanette? It is your life. And and as you say, you need to speak up. And if it becomes an issue of coverage through your medical insurance, you as an individual have a right to contact them and to discuss the issue with them, the brand name versus the generic and the need. Uh, you can appeal. Uh, you need uh, um, documentation from your uh, general practitioner, uh, primary care, neurologist, epileptologist, uh, that you are failing on a generic and you need to have uh, the the brand name or you need to have the same generic brand component every single time. People need to advocate for themselves. And if you don't, who is? You need to speak with your physician. You need to speak with the pharmacist. You, you should not be afraid to challenge uh, your medical coverage. It is your life, and uh, seizures um, can be life-threatening in how it affects your life in terms of driving and, and, and other issues. So it is uh, uh, imperative that people advocate for themselves on all issues. 
And remember, as chair, I'm your example. I went to a doctor. I told him I was having these quote-unquote fainting spells. He told me I was fine, did not test me. It was some female hormonal problem. I did not know I had epilepsy. And one night, here I am at a movie theater, and at the intermission of a movie, I went to get a Diet Coke, and I had a tonic seizure and hit the floor so hard. I fractured my skull, had a brain hemorrhage, broke all the bones in my right ear, you, what rushed to the hospital, had life-saving brain surgery, and this is when I find out, oh, by the way, you have epilepsy. So what am I telling you? It's your life. Don't, don't make a mistake. Don't be afraid to speak up. You have that right to speak up and ask questions no matter where you are, you have that right. And, Jeanette, when people get in touch with you in the Philadelphia area, um, how would they reach you if they have a question about this? Well, our website uh, will enable you to email us at uh, through www.efepa.org. We have an 800 number. That would be 1-800-887-7165. And our local number is 215-629-5003. We also have uh, field offices in Wilkes-Barre uh, in the Wyoming Valley. And they have a direct number uh, at 570-592-1150, or you can reach them through the 800 number at extension 108. We also have a field office in Lehigh Valley, Allentown, Bethlehem area, the direct number there is 610-737-0613 or through the 800 number at extension 109. Why do you think it is that people are so fearful about this? I mean, afraid to speak up to a doctor or a pharmacist. Oh, I think that over time um, we have come to um, uh, believe that uh, Everything that is told to us is uh, is is how it affects us, and people yeah. in, in in people are reluctant to ask questions of a physician because they're in a hurry. Uh, they know they have other uh, uh, patients to see, and I think that the the patient doesn't want to impose upon the doctor. But it's imperative that people need to take an active role in their lives, and that that it does not stop at treatments and medications. It doesn't stop when you go to the pharmacy. This is what uh, you are handed, and it looks different. I mean, it could be a mistake. You need to question that. You may have been given the wrong medication. Uh, it's it's good to know what your your pills look like, what color they are, what shape they are. Uh, a lot of times pharmaceutical companies change the shape or the color or whatever, but you, you need to be aware of what it is you're taking, what it looks like. Uh, you know, make sure you read that the dosage is proper. Uh, you need to be active. You need to ask the questions of the physicians. And I'm certain that uh, if they are uh, questions that uh, are not necessarily medically related, that your physician would refer you to your local epilepsy affiliate. Uh, we have uh, great relationships with the epilepsy centers here in the greater Philadelphia area and throughout our 18-county service area, and I know that the Pittsburgh affiliate and Harrisburg uh, office have those same kind of relationships 
Uh, we're here to address issues um, that surround your entire life. We have medical referrals. We have legal referrals. We have behavior on mental health referrals. We go into schools uh, to help with uh, children's IEPs. We act as an advocate. We host support group meetings. We have annual conferences, uh, generic ones as You Are Not Alone or Women in Epilepsy Issues. Um, we have uh, programs for children. We're developing a young adult program. Um, if you have issues with your employer, we can act as an intermediary. Uh, if you are having issues in finding a, a job, you know, we have people here who can help um, kind of digest what the issues are. Um, we, we hope to help people with realistic expect, expectations uh, based on their seizures or non-seizures um, and their, their general way of life and get them into the best possible situation uh, for, for them. And, and sometimes that doesn't necessarily mean employment. Uh, it means volunteering uh, and being active and involved with life, not, not sitting at home uh, because of your seizure activity. Um, there are many needs out there, and there's no reason why people cannot become an active participant uh, in, in many different ways. Uh, we look for volunteers here in our office. Uh, for a variety of uh, tasks, uh, we have committees uh, for our educational programs that we need volunteers for our special events. Uh, if we know it's not with us, we can refer people to other agencies who are in need of volunteers, uh, agencies that are closer to their home if transportation is an issue. Uh, we may not have all the answers here at the tip of our tongues. However, we are more than happy to research and assist people with whatever their need is, however we need to hear from them uh, to know what their needs are so we can accept, uh, analyze those needs and try to develop uh, programs and services that would be appropriate to them and also for us to find proper funding so that they are sustaining programs. Uh, it's, uh, there are a lot of ways people can be involved. It's not just sending us a check. It's giving their time. being and you, and you know what? I want to talk more about that, but right now we're going to go to break, and then we'll come back and talk about this even more because I love what Jeanette's talking about, you getting involved. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Jeanette. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. 
Are you ready to take it to the next level, both personally and professionally? If your answer is yes, you owe it to yourself to spend an hour with America's coach, Dan Lear, and the road to success, broadcasting live every Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Dan shares proven success strategies that will take you from where you are now to where you want to go. Your road to success begins with America's coach, Dan Lear, on the Voice America Business Channel. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Mm Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, (laughs) no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. This is Joyce Bender, and I have as my guest today Jeanette Chellius, the Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Eastern Pennsylvania. I know Jeanette well. I actually am in, also in Pennsylvania, and I'm on the local board of the Epilepsy Foundation. Uh, right here, Western and Central PA, with Judy Painter, um, and they are phenomenal. But I also know how highly they always speak of Jeanette. So it's great when you work together. You know that so much better. So much better, and we've oh. had a great working relationship with the uh, uh, Western Central uh, Pennsylvania affiliate. We are partners in the state grant, uh, and uh, have uh, we exchange information all the time and uh, try to keep a pulse of, uh, keep on the pulse of what is going on in the epilepsy community throughout Pennsylvania. So it's a great partnership. And you know what? One, it is a great partnership. One thing I want to mention, uh, before break, Jeanette was talking about how you have to get involved. I believe in that so strongly. You know, I tell people all the time, if you sit at home waiting, waiting for employment, waiting for help, waiting to get involved, waiting to meet someone, I don't care what it is, guess what? It's never going to happen. Yeah, this is one problem in the disability community. We have to get out there and we have to be the change agent. We have to be the change. And I really do believe in volunteerism very strongly. I'll tell you, some of the greatest people I've met in my life, including Tony Quello, were was a result of volunteerism. Now, of course, I don't go out there and volunteer and say, oh, I'm going to do this so I get something like that. I say I'm going to volunteer to give back. But let me just tell you, you will meet people. It is so rewarding. It will broaden your vision. <clears throat> I encourage you so much to do that. 
Um, and there you go, right here with Jeanette's office. They're always looking for volunteers, so you can keep that in mind. You can keep that in mind, and, and even if it is a, uh, something as uh, simple as attending a support group meeting, it may not be for you in the long run, but you certainly will meet other people. You will meet staff from the foundation. You will uh, meet people who, who share perhaps some of your challenges and some of your triumphs that need to be shared. Uh, it will open um, new doors and, and see other opportunities. If you are interested in volunteering but not necessarily with the Epilepsy Foundation but are fearful of doing that, go to the foundation and volunteer. See how it feels. See what you're interested in. And, and then move to, to things that you are interested in uh, that you want to make a contribution um, and I will say just a, a brief thing about one of the best programs that we've done in the last 10, 11 years uh, was launch a camp program. Um, every August we host a week-long camp from children with children 8 uh, through 18, um, and it is an opportunity which often does not happen throughout someone's whole life is to meet other people with epilepsy to learn that you are not alone. There are other people who are struggling with the same issues you are. And it has been so gratifying uh, to all of us, uh, staff and volunteers, to see uh, the joy of, of these uh, children and, and, and teens um, to, to sit down and, and just relax and, and know that someone else truly and totally understands what it means to have seizures. Uh, and it just opens a whole other world. The benefits from the camping experience uh, translates to the, the school situation, a social situation. Uh, we offer them activities, um, and as any camp does, sports, arts and crafts, talent show, uh, just all kinds of things uh, to give a, an exposure and uh, um, meet and exchange. We even sneak in some educational sessions uh, for the kids um, disguised as other activities. Uh, we we ha give them an offer opportunity to just be themselves and uh, be kids and teens and exchange and learn. Here's an example. Here's an example. You know how Jeanette's saying you meet people you don't know, you think you're the only one going through it, bullying. Oh, yes, absolutely. Bullying. How is it that no matter where I speak in the United States, you know, for the past eight years now, I have been doing volunteer work in Delaware and Pittsburgh with high school students with disabilities. This is just something I do. It's called the Bender Leadership Academy. <clears throat> I do it over X amount of months, training them in how to gain employment. But what came up, I found out, in every single class, how terribly people, children with disabilities are bullied. And i got to tell you, epilepsy is right up there high. Well, all of a sudden they met other students and they said, oh, you mean you're going through that too? And all of a sudden, guess what? They weren't like, I'm the only one, I'm the only one. Now they have like a little army. Do you know what I mean, Jeanette? Strength in numbers and just the knowledge that yes. you aren't alone. You're not the only person in that school in in the world that uh, are are having the issues, and uh, it, it's just cross life experiences. 
um, that you you are not alone, and it, it just really helps to discuss and exchange the information and get a different perspective on on the on the issues of, of bullying and how it can be handled, and uh, and that you can ex- you can share this this information with with other people, and with your siblings and parents and and beyond. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Now, you know what we talked about earlier, Jeanette? We talked about I am one of those people controlled by medication, okay? But I want to make this point very clear. Listen, as the chair of the Epilepsy Foundation, I want to make this clear to everyone. Yes, there are people like me, but there are people, adults and children, that aren't dealing with catastrophic epilepsy. It's all important. Where do you think that stigma started? Where do you think it came from? From seeing people have seizures. So, you know, whenever we're serving the community, it's everyone. And I'm sure, Jeanette, that in Philadelphia and in your area, you do see the whole spectrum. Am I right? Absolutely. We see um, the spectrum from uh, parents of infants uh, to children, young children, to their camp age children, through the young adults, and beyond. Um, and, and one of the things that we see and have noted in the adult population, while they contact the foundation uh, because they do have epilepsy, so many times the issues are related to the epilepsy as a disorder, but the issues that they have have come from uh, perhaps not having the support systems as a young person, uh, the bullying issues, uh, just uh, the, the sense of not being able to do anything, and, and that starts to perpetuate through their lives and um, exacerbates into so many other uh, issues uh, that potentially could have been prevented. And uh, we are embarking upon a transitional uh, plan program that's in its infancy in terms of uh, some sort of program through persons' stages of their lives and the transitioning process in terms of when you are old enough that that you learn about your own disorder, you learn about the medications, you learn about the options that are out there for you, that you work with your parents in discussing these these issues and these life challenges as, as you go. Um, in, in speaking with your school uh, nurses, uh, career counselors, uh, making them aware of, of um, what it is that you can do and not focus on what you can do. Uh, we did a program earlier this year on positive psychology, emphasizing that there are many things that many people can do, but spend too much time focusing on that that you can't. And we're we're looking to change that that attitude, that philosophy, and find those things that you're interested in, that you are good at, that is realistically attainable throughout your life. And it may take different paths in terms of how you get there. And it might take longer, 
but the object is to make your life experience one that leaves you fulfilled and uh, and being able to manage your epilepsy, your seizures in the best possible way and taking responsible for knowing those types of things and how you need to get from one place to another. Uh, so this transitional program that we're putting together is long-reaching, um, starting at a very young age, working with parents, working with other adults and, and knowing what their experiences were as they grew up with epilepsy, both controlled and not controlled, so that we can have a better um, picture of what the issues are that people deal with every day and, and working towards the most positive outcome uh, possible in, in the long run. That is phenomenal, Jeanette. That really is. That is great. Um, and listen, we're going to go to break. Before we go, Jeanette, what's your website again? www.efepa.org. Write a check. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back to close the show with Jeanette Chelliot. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Well, your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender. 
And welcome back. Hey, if you just joined us, we've been talking to Jeanette Chellius, who is the Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Eastern Pennsylvania. You all know I'm a woman with epilepsy. I'm the National Chair, and I am all about supporting people working out there, dealing with this every single day, like my good friend, Jeanette. One more time, just so people know, when is that camp coming up, Jeanette? Camp is August 22nd through August 28th, a week-long sleepover camp in Montgomery County here in Pennsylvania. Okay. And if anyone is listening to the show and they want to attend, can they still go? Uh, We need to get uh, their applications in quickly, uh, as there are a lot of uh, forms that need to be filled out, not only by the camper, but the parents, but the neurologists, and uh, making sure that they have their vaccinations and and everything they they need uh, so that we can have a a very uh, successful camping experience. Well, as you can see, that means you got to do it now. Now. If you're interested, you got to do it right now. Hey, listen, uh, Jeanette, I think it is phenomenal, everything you're doing. And as you mentioned earlier, oh, my goodness, you've done so many things already in your life, not just for people with epilepsy, but for people with disabilities. I mean, so much, and I just want to thank you for everything that you have done already. And I know that you have been, you know, cited many times for all of these things, but I still wanted to ask you, of all these accomplishments in your life, what would you say is your proudest accomplishment? Well, I think that in the long run um, for the disability movement is to to have been able to bring to the attention of the general public through the Wheaties box uh, that people with disabilities do and can accomplish and live extremely successful, fulfilling lives. In terms of my involvement with the foundation, the reward I get from just seeing the children and teens at camp, seeing them experience something that they might not ever have had the opportunity to experience is is truly uh, a, a, an accomplishment of establishing that camp uh, that I am incredibly proud of. Let me uh, <clears throat> let me ask you, and I and you should be proud of it. But let me ask you this question: What was the name of the person on the Wheaties box again? Uh, that was George Murray. George Murray and <clears throat> George Murray. What had he done that was so accomplished to get on the box? Well, uh, he uh, is was a wheelchair athlete in racing, um, had won the uh, wheelchair division of the Boston Marathon and many other races. He was a uh, strong advocate and a great speaker on behalf of, of people with spinal cord injuries and um, was a great spokesman for the, for the movement. And he and Phil Carpenter pushed their wheelchairs across the United States from Los Angeles uh, to the United Nations in New York in 1981 in celebration of the International Year of Disabled Persons. Wow. What an event. It was. So here's what I, I wanted to know. What did you feel like when you saw him on that box? 
Oh, it was. It, I have it, the box in my office, and uh, it, it uh, reminds me that there's a lot of work yet to be done out there, not only uh, in the, the epilepsy community, but in all disability groups, and that everybody needs to be a part of it in one way or another, and that it's not just people with epilepsy. We need to engage the general public uh, to have a greater understanding uh, and uh, in, involve people with disabilities of any kind in life. Yeah, across the board. Across Once the again, board. remember, you can have other disabilities and have epilepsy. Absolutely. I mean, we're all, this is not just a one thing. <clears throat> That's what we've got to get across to people. You know, with 50 million Americans with disabilities, can you imagine how much power we would have if we all were together. Oh, my goodness. We wouldn't have to worry about the presidential candidates mentioning us. We would be number one on the list. We would be the most powerful. And we are the largest minority. It's just we're all divided. Yes, and that's one reason why I'd, I just would say that what we need to do is talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to continually to talk about it amongst ourselves, but also to get other people to talk about it. Uh, epilepsy needs to come out of the closet. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's not who you are. It's what you have. And it is something that through many help mates and resources that you can live hopefully successfully, um, and have the disorder is just part of your life, not all of your life. That's right. <clears throat> That's right. Just look at me. But remember, for those that are not like me, we're all together. A seizure is a seizure. We're all together in this. We are all together. Um, and, you know, Jeanette, I just want to thank you for everything you're doing to help people with epilepsy, and I want to thank you for all the hard work you're doing. And before I ask this last question, I want to say to anyone in that area, we need to have a talk about it, breakfast, lunch, I don't care what it is, and give that money to the Epilepsy Foundation of Eastern Pennsylvania. We really need to do that. So with that, hey, Jeanette, what is the message you would like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I don't do this alone. I have a tremendous staff um, who assists in everything that we do. Uh, they have a lot of passion and enthusiasm. I have lots of volunteers, uh, board of directors, and we aren't alone. There are many people out there who are working to enhance the quality of life uh, of those with epilepsy seizure disorder. And I think the most important message that I, I leave uh, today is Let's talk about it, and not just in terms of hosting that breakfast or that lunch or that cocktail party or barbecue, but talk about it to your friends, your neighbors, uh, and let people know that it, what epilepsy is and, and get more dialogues started and help uh, eliminate that stigma and, and those myths and misunderstandings. Uh, there's just so much that we need to talk about. And you know what? I agree with you 
100, because this is how we come out of the shadows. That's why I tell parents, do not say to your children, don't tell anyone. Why would you ever say that? Don't tell anyone. Why? The only time I tell people not to tell anyone is when they go on a job interview, but I would tell that to anyone with any disability because of the Americans with Disabilities Act. You know, what you do after the offer is up to you. But I'm going to tell you, if we don't talk about it, it will continue to be that thing that no one wants to say, that word no one wants to say. We can't do that any longer. And, Jeanette, I personally want to thank you so much again for all you are doing to help people with epilepsy. And thank you for having me as a guest. I appreciate the opportunity, and we look forward to hearing from more people in our area so that we can talk about it. That's right. You heard her. Hey, you heard her. I want to end with a quote from a famous disability leader, and today, well, it just seems like it has to be Tony Coelho, who said, when you get a chance to take the podium, speak up. And believe me, Tony, I do. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll see you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.